and welcome to episode 21 of the Back to You podcast. It is our third anniversary special episode. I am Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. These anniversary episodes in the past have debuted on April 3rd because this podcast began on April 3rd, 2019. We did a first anniversary on April 3rd, 2020. And then the second anniversary on April 3rd, 2021. And this year, with me going to the Critics' Choice Awards in Los Angeles in March, which was such a fun experience, coming back towards the end of March and other things going on, had to push this a little bit. But if you're listening to this on debut day, it is May 14th, 2022. Now, May 14th is very significant in the world of Back to You because May 14, 2022 is the 14th anniversary of the final Back to You episode on Fox. Chuck and Kelly doing it again. Aired May 14, 2008. Of course, if you've been listening to the Back to You podcast over the years, you know that's not the true series finale of Back to You, but nonetheless, still a significant day. So airing this on May 14 is very cool. We just had the third annual Back to You podcast doing it again marathon. Once a day for 20 days. Each episode of the Back to You podcast available across all social media platforms and podcast platforms. And it was so cool doing that marathon again. But now here we are going to go through the Back to You related news and highlights of the past year plus. The past 13 months. And my goodness, so much has happened with the stars, the creators, the director, and many other elements involved in the world of Back to You. We're going to cover a lot in this episode of the podcast. But first, over the past year, I have done some more research and dug some things up and found some more clips of cast members and people talking about Back to You. We've played many here on the podcast throughout the first 20 episodes. First up, Back to You was referenced on Family Guy. That's right, in the Family Guy episode, Family Gay, which aired on Fox on March 8, 2009, Peter Griffin buys a horse and he enters it into a race. The Griffin family is there to watch and the rest of the clip pretty much explains itself. Is there a reason all the horses are named after canceled Fox shows? Kitchen Confidential is in the lead, followed by the wedding bells, followed by happy hour, followed by the war at home, followed by drive, followed by the winner, followed by life on a stick, followed by the loop, followed by head cases, followed by standoff, followed by vanished, followed by free ride, followed by method and red, followed by true calling, followed by quintuplets, followed by stack, followed by justice, followed by North Shore, followed by back to you. And bringing up the rear, but somehow still in the race, is Till Death. You named your horse Till Death? You know why? Because I'm going to take this horse and shove it down America's throat. Isn't that amazing? You know, I love the attention to detail that Seth MacFarlane brings with his comedy shows. Does all the humor work all the time? No. But what he was able to do with the Ted movies and when he gets that humor right uh, on shows like Family Guy, it's really spot on. And that was so funny. All those shows by that point, by 2009, that Fox had canceled. Like Back to You, and Till Death, and Kitchen Confidential, and so many of those other ones. I loved finding this next clip. So I was on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno the first time in February 2011, just a couple days before the Academy Awards. And a few weeks earlier, Haley Steinfeld was on The Tonight Show, discussing her Oscar-nominated performance in True Grit. 
Now, for many people, True Grit, the Coen Brothers movie, was the first opportunity they got to see Haley Steinfeld. But, of course, we know that Haley Steinfeld made her television on-camera acting big debut on an episode of Back to You. And guess what Jay brings up? So True Grit was your first film. Do you remember the first time you were on TV? How old were you? I was 10 years old. And that's almost four years ago. My <laughs> <laughs> to go back so far. Uh, yeah, it was actually, it was uh, Kelsey Grammer and Patricia Heaton's Back to You. Oh, Back to You, I remember that. That, yeah. that show was only on, what, one year, I think, right? Yeah. And you were 10? I was 10. Now, we have that. I, I want to apologize. This is black and white. It's a, such old footage. <laughs> no. Okay. This is from 2007 or 8. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. I was wearing this tie then, okay? <laughs> okay, here you are. But you're very cute in this thing. Oh, do your best. <clears throat> Well, the rain is continuing here in most of western Pennsylvania. With a... I love that Jay remembers Back to You and that it was only on for one season. That's the kind of impact it had even in 2011 and on the entertainment industry. Had a great time catching up with Jay a few weeks ago in L.A. He's doing so many great things with Jay Leno's Garage and You Bet Your Life, the game show, and everything going on. He's, he's still doing Kiwanis events. It's amazing what Jay Leno is doing. And now we go on to the next clip. So, found one with Patricia Heaton, who had a comedy come out in theaters for Mother's Day weekend in 2014 called Mom's Night Out. Now, I basically had two options of uh, going to a movie with my mother that Mother's Day weekend. Could have gone to Mom's Night Out. We loved watching The Middle. But there was also a new Wizard of Oz animated movie with Kelsey Grammer called Legends of Oz Dorothy's Return in the theaters. So chose that one instead. It was all right. But Mom's Night Out came out and Patricia Heaton was doing press for that. And AOL's Brian Balthazar did a 10-minute interview with Patricia Heaton about Mom's Night Out, about her career playing TV moms. Obviously, Deborah Barone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and Frankie Heck on the middle. And eventually, finally, at the end of the interview, we get to a little bit about Back to You with, with her character Kelly Carr and a connection to a specific scene in the Mom's Night Out movie. You get tased in the movie? Uh, no, I wasn't sure I wanted to take to do the movie. But when I saw the taser scene in the script, yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta do this. I did you did you do research? Like, did you go tell, on? You know what the research was? What? Good question. I did a, um, a sitcom with uh, Kelsey Grammer called Back to You. I remember that. Right? He, radio, radio, no, was it wasn't. TV station. TV station, you were both anchors. Right. Ty Burrell, who stars in Modern Family, was in Back to You. He played a reporter. And he gets tased he on gets the show. He gets tased on the show. He didn't get tased for real on the show. No, though. but he did it so well. I remember I stayed around to watch him rehearse because he was so funny. And I just wanted to see how, you know, the actors, we enjoyed watching each other do the yeah. process and work and stuff. And so, cut to years later, I see this scene in the movie. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to go back. And I looked up Ty Burrell getting tased, and that was my research. That's so funny. And that scene was probably inspired by a reporter named Rick Sanchez, mm -hmm. who was tased for real on live TV. Yes! And it's hilarious. I know Rick, and I apologize, but it, it is hilarious. And of course it went viral. So there you go. Prep for Mom's Night Out meant that Patricia Eaton had to go back and watch one of the most iconic moments of Back to You, Ty Burrell with that taser scene, which is just amazing. So I love that that was brought up in this interview. And just a month later... Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey had a lot of movies in 2014, and he's had a lot of movies come out in this past year, which we'll get to here on the Back to You podcast. 
But in 2014, in June, Kelsey was promoting his role in the new Transformers movie, Age of Extinction. And my Critics' Choice Association pal, Sean Edwards from Kansas City and Black Tree TV, was doing the junket, sat down with Kelsey for about six minutes, asked him about another sitcom he was involved with. But of course, what does it always come back to? Will there ever be a girlfriend's movie? On the same level of like oh, the Sex boy. in the City movies. You know, wouldn't that be a nice thing, honestly? Because um, people have been it, asking. It didn't get its well-deserved send-off, honestly. Um, we had a writer's strike in the middle of the ninth season of, well, actually in the beginning of the ninth season of Girlfriends. Uh, Back to You became a casualty of it. Girlfriends became a casualty of it. They just didn't want to retool. It was a year and a half later. Nobody wanted wanted to put the show back on. And to me, it was a real tragedy because we, you know, we did something special with Girlfriends. So yeah, even in talking about Girlfriends, which was a very successful show, there has to be a Back to You mention. Of course there is. Uh, yeah, just him thinking about the writer's strike and his mind immediately went to Back to You and that it was a casualty of that, which of course it was, as we've dissected here on the podcast. There's going to be one more clip a little later on, but finally here for this opening section of this episode of the Back to You podcast, Kelsey was doing more promotion in September of 2014, doing press for his latest comedy series, Partners, the 10-episode show he did with Martin Lawrence on FX, which I wish was funnier, better, and I think FX wishes the same thing. That's why they didn't give it more than the 10 episodes. So he was doing an interview for that, and I'm going to read part of this Q&A that Kelsey did with IndieWire's Joel Keller. The article is called why Kelsey Grammer didn't want to do television again. From Joel Keller at IndieWire, published on September 1st, 2014, which was the day, I believe, the final two episodes of Partners aired on FX. So interesting that it waited until the end of the season, the end of the series, to do this interview. Towards the latter portion of the interview, Kelsey's asked, so now you said you didn't want to come back to TV, and obviously the last couple of shows you were on, Boss and Back to You and Hank, didn't really fare all that well. Is that the reason why you didn't want to come back, or was there another reason? Was it just the lifestyle reasons? Here's what Kelsey says. Boss was something completely different. I mean, that was my favorite thing I've ever done. I'm still mystified as to why it got canceled on us. I have no idea. Even Chris Albrecht of Stars said, that's what we're doing. They really didn't have a reason. That was a real surprise to me because we had such great stories in place. I mean, we had another three seasons pretty much mapped out, maybe four more. But that character was fantastic. I got some response for it. The performance was well received. Back to you, good show, solid show, great cast. We went on a writer's strike. By the time everybody retooled, it was too expensive. They wanted us not to take as much money. They wanted us to reduce, and everybody said, let's let it go away. Hank was a bad show. We're all entitled to one or two. And then Kelsey chuckles. And then Joel follows up immediately with saying, it's weird when you think back to back to you that it, top to bottom, had a great pedigree. And Kelsey says, great pedigree in that show. That was a good show. I guess Kevin Riley was doing Fox at that time. He's gone now. I'm not sure Kevin was for that show because it came before him, before he came on board. A lot of these guys have that issue. Conversely, Kevin was on board when, 
my production company, introduced Medium to NBC. So he bought Medium, and because he didn't buy back to you, he didn't particularly really have a stake in it. There may have been a couple of personal issues. So that is Kelsey in 2014 talking bluntly about Boss and Back to You and Hank. And as Kelsey has said in other interviews that we've played and I've read here on the podcast, he loved working on Back to You, thought the show had all the right ingredients, and it just couldn't get past that first season. So now let's get to the highlights of the past 13 months in the world of Back to You. We begin on Friday, April 16, 2021, just a couple of weeks after the last episode of the Back to You podcast was posted. Two-time Annie Award winner Josh Gad for his voice performance as Olaf in the Frozen movies kicked off the Virtual Annie Awards. The Annie Awards was virtual last year. It was virtual this year, and Josh kicked off the show. Josh would do more virtual events later on, which we'll get into. But yeah, it's it's cool and rare for an actor to not only win an Annie Award for a voice performance, but to win it twice for the first Frozen that came out in 2013 and the second in 2019. So clearly Josh has a great relationship with the folks at Asifa Hollywood and the Annie Awards, including my animation scoop boss and pal Jerry Beck, who helps run all of that. For him to start off the show, that is a pretty cool honor and pretty fun to watch these virtual Annie Awards shows. They put a lot of time and care and effort into those. And then a week later, On Friday, April 23rd, Deadline and TV Line and many other outlets reported that Warring Egos was not moving forward at ABC. Now, we discussed this extensively on the last episode of the podcast. This was going to be the new Kelsey Grammer sitcom on ABC, co-starring Alec Baldwin. What a crazy year Alec Baldwin has had. It was going to be the two of them. The pilot was directed by James Burroughs, who directed all 17 episodes of Back to You, and the show was created by Back to You co-creator Christopher Lloyd. So a Back to You reunion, Kelsey back on a sitcom, back on ABC, which is where Hank was, and this was going to be that. And Alec Baldwin at that time also hosting Match Game on ABC, but they passed. ABC passed on the show after seeing the pilot. It was going to be committed to series. It was going to go, but they were not happy with that first episode. It was being shopped elsewhere, including to CBS, which came from a deadline report on Monday, May 3rd, but it didn't end up going anywhere. Of course, CBS was potentially also interested in Back to You, but that never happened. On Tuesday, May 18, ABC chief Craig Erwich told Deadline, quote, it really wasn't a fit for our audience ultimately. That doesn't take away from what Chris Lloyd, Alec, and Kelsey accomplished. Kelsey also had producer stake in it, so did Alec Baldwin. So yeah, it just didn't fit the audience. Maybe the tone, the comedy itself, what ABC was going for at the time. I know in the past year, ABC has very much focused on more diverse content. And a sitcom starring a couple older white guys, if it really didn't work and wasn't funny enough for the ABC execs, then I'm not surprised that they didn't move forward with it. Of course, how different would things be if it did move forward? I mean, you don't know, obviously, how schedules go and 
things change and, and where somebody is, would Alec Baldwin have filmed that movie Rust uh, if this Warring Egos sitcom had happened? We, we just don't know. You, you, you can't really think too deeply into those kinds of things, but it's true. I mean, look at Match Game as well. ABC has canceled Match Game. They are not bringing it back. So... Yes, other things, and, and Kelsey has been trying to get this Frasier revival to happen, which was one of the other big points that last year, a, a whole year and a month ago, we were talking deeply about how this Frasier reboot was probably going to happen on Paramount+. Plus. But here we are, a year plus later, and nothing's really going on with it. I guess he's trying to make it happen. David Hyde Pierce was giving interviews about the new Julia Child show he's on on HBO Max and basically saying, look, it's it's Kelsey's thing to do this revival. I don't know where it's at, but we'll see what happens. And that's kind of where we're still at, which is really interesting because I thought, especially since last April, ABC pulled the plug on Warring Egos, so by now maybe we would have the Frasier revival or at least something going on with that, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe it's never going to come to fruition. We will have to see. Now, in mid-May, doing some digging, doing some searching on Back to You, as I occasionally do, and I discovered an interview co-creator Christopher Lloyd gave to the Television Academy in mid-2010. We have played Steve Levitan's interview here on the Back to You podcast that he did with the Television Academy, I believe in 2014, right around when Modern Family had won the five Emmys in a row for Best Comedy Series. But Christopher Lloyd did his just a year into Modern Family's run. And he was talking about the Television Academy, went through his whole career. You get to the point about Back to You, and he describes his firsthand experience with the show... And he makes a stunning revelation. It just was the wrong network. I mean, Fox was not ready for a traditional kind of show like that. I mean, we did um, we did a full season. They, in fact, ordered a second season, then reneged on that. Um, but it, you know, it just, it probably should have been on CBS. It felt like a CBS show. CBS even said this show belongs on our network. Our deal was at Fox. We got a lot of pressure to take it to the Fox network. It just was a, a shotgun marriage that ended the way most shotgun marriages end, which was with a lot of people being unhappy. The big reveal. Fox did order a season two of Back to You, and then they took it away. That is according to Christopher Lloyd. And when I heard that, that he legitimately confirmed that season two was ordered, I was shocked. I had to play it again a couple times to hear it and make sure I was hearing it right. They did, in fact, order a season two, which was never posted anywhere in any of these articles. Anybody else I've talked to so far that, that has come on the Back to podcast has never fully confirmed that they did, in fact, greenlight a season two. And they did. And then they took it away, which now helps the case that Hostage Watch which is the true series finale of Back to You, was indeed intended to be a season two premiere. Because we've talked with some people who said, well, we decided to film Hostage Watch anyway, even though Fox took us off the schedule. We decided to still do it and, and see what was going to happen and maybe use it as a pitch to CBS, maybe help us get on to CBS. But that, that really helps that case. So there was going to be a season two of Back to You and Fox after the fact said, nope, sorry, bye-bye. Wow. Shocking. Shocking. 
It makes sense, but it's just another added layer to the Back to You story. June 18th, 2021 was the release of one of the movies Kelsey Grammer was in last year. He's been in a bunch these last 18, 20 months. And it was the release of The Space Between. He played aging rocker Mickey Adams. And Kelsey sings about a half dozen songs in the movie. Saw the film. It's very goofy over the top. The story's very messy. It has a lot of problems to it. The songs are okay till we get to the end. And I'm not going to spoil it in case you do want to watch it. It's available on, on some platforms and places. But there is a song called J is for Joy that Kelsey sings at the very end of the movie. It's a ballad. It is kind of what we're building to for the entire movie in a way. It's very good. It was one of my favorite original songs from a movie last year. And he did a fantastic job with it. I wish he performed it live on, on an award show. It's, it's, it's a very deep, emotional song with a lot of power to it, which is what I wanted the entire movie to be. I wanted the entire, his character and the story for the three and a half minutes of that to be the entire movie. Not a really goofy, I mean, we see Kelsey butt naked at one point and, and just wackadoo film about an over-the-top uh, rocker off the wall. But if if it had a focus shift to it, it could have really been something special and something people would actually want to talk about. Did not get a lot of play. I wish the song and the movie did if the movie was a lot better. And later on last summer, August 13th, was the release of another film with Kelsey called Charming the Hearts of Man. He played a congressman. Now, this movie was inspired by real events, but by the... 20 minutes to go mark of the movie, it ends up twisting up the truth considerably when you look it up later on. This was a film about uh, the civil rights movement, 1964, women in the South in the 60s trying to gain rights, equality, uh, and Kelsey's character is just named the congressman. I don't think he's ever named anything else in the entire movie. He's, he's sort of a combination of a few different people few different Congress people, some good, some bad. And in the end, it's all about his character saying that we, we cannot discriminate based on sex. And that was put into the Civil Rights Act of, of 1964. Um, that's, that's all what that movie was leading up to. I didn't love the fact that when you find out the truth about who inspired Kelsey's character, that that guy sort of just said, we have to add women into this. He sort of did it as a joke. Uh, the guy did in real life, and in the movie, it's not interpreted that way. Kelsey's Gra Kelsey Grammer's character is supposed to be a nice guy, so that rubbed me the wrong way. And there were other parts of the movie that also bugged me with, well, well what were the real truths and emotions of that time versus what we see in the film? So Charming the Hearts of Men, another lower-budget movie, didn't get a lot of play, more of a VOD release, a streaming release, and he's had several of those now. I had a, Kelsey had a film come out about a month ago in the theaters for one night in Fathom Events called High Expectations. You know, these kind of 
one and done, you know, one night and done out of the theater movies and a few others had a Netflix holiday comedy and and some more dramas had the drama The God Committee that came out last summer that was a, a VOD release. So he's been in a bunch of these now uh, making these movies that have gotten a little attention but not gigantic success. In between those two Kelsey films, July 23rd and 24th was another edition of the virtual San Diego Comic-Con, and panels featured Josh Gad for Central Park and Ty Burrell for Duncanville. And uh, Duncanville's new season is now on, on Sunday nights on Fox, and it's funny, last summer I was watching an episode of Duncanville, and all of a sudden his his character said the words back to you within a sentence. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. Uh, so yes, J Josh and I making things happen in the voice acting world with those animated series. Just a couple days later, Monday, July 26th, another major revelation. Patricia Heaton will return to Fox with a new multicam sitcom being set and filmed in Nashville, because that's where she and her husband are most of the time now, in Nashville. Uh, amazing that Patricia Heaton is returning to Fox after really not wanting to talk about Back to You much to me and to uh, many reporters when she was asked about it while promoting the CBS sitcom Carol's Second Act. After not wanting to do that, guess what? She's coming back to Fox with this new comedy series, a multicam sitcom. Wow. So we had her for the one year on CBS with Carol's second act, and that didn't end up going well. It didn't go past the 18 episodes it had, even with Kelsey showing up in the final episode. And now she wants to go back to Fox, even after all the ups and downs with Back to You. Michael Thorne, the president of entertainment at Fox Entertainment, called her comedy royalty. Michael, where were you 14 years ago <laughs> when you could have kept back to you going if you really thought Patricia Heaton was comedy royalty? But anyway, uh, she's got to be an executive producer on this show as well. As of this recording, no further details, though we could be seeing uh, later in May and June, depending on when Fox wants to air this show, uh, more details on it. If it's in the fall lineup, the spring lineup, the summer lineup, whatever the case may be, there may be some news already out there now uh, that you can take a look at after you finish listening to this episode of the podcast. But yes, Patricia Eaton coming back to Fox, going to try the sitcom thing again. Even after nine years of, of doing one on CBS and then back to you on Fox and then nine years of doing one on ABC and then one on CBS and going to try it again on Fox. I give her credit. You know, keep it going if this is what you want to continue doing. And I know she kept talking about even after the middle. Oh, what are you going to do now? You want to pursue other projects? I know she's making a movie with her husband and some other things going on. But if this is still what she wants to do, Good for her. We will be ready to watch and see if any other Back to You cast members show up on the show. Speaking of people in the world of Back to You making new comedy shows, Thursday, August 5th of 2021, it was announced that Steve Levitan is creating a new comedy series for Hulu called Reboot. And guess what it's about? It's about a TV series reboot and cast reuniting. It was given a pilot order on August 5th, and on January 10, 2022, given a series order. So Hulu clearly saw the pilot, wanted to make some changes, which we'll get into, but 
has faith in the show and faith in Steve Levitan that this is going to be a hit. This is going to be funny that people are going to like this. The cast is led by Keegan-Michael Key, Johnny Knoxville, Judy Greer. Judy Greer actually replaced Leslie Bibb. Also in the cast is Rachel Bloom and Paul Reiser, who replaced Michael McKeon. So after the pilot was done, clearly Hulu or the creatives, a bunch of people got together and said, uh, maybe we got to make some casting changes here. So Judy Greer instead of Leslie Bibb and Paul Reiser instead of Michael McKeon. Of course, Paul Reiser for Mad About You knows the reboot world pretty well with that reboot and knows the comedy series world well. Uh, obviously, Keegan-Michael Key as well when you look at Key and Peele. Different than Modern Family and Back to You in terms of how that show was filmed, but knows comedy well. Johnny Knoxville of Jackass fame, Judy Greer, Rachel Bloom. So it's a strong cast, and with Steve Levitan behind it, I think it could be something special. I hope it's something special. I hope that Steve Levitan has sharp insights when it comes to what's going on in the world of TV right now. I hope... I mean, with with the success he had with Modern Family and with the great material on Back to You, he should. It should be really funny. I have very high hopes for this show. I hope it's not the case of, you know, a Judd Apatow with The Bubble, which was this uh, completely unoriginal, unfunny, uh, not clever commentary on making a movie during the pandemic and insights on Hollywood that Judd thought, oh, these are clever, these are these are funny, these are sharp, these are unique, these are cool. They're not. They're not. It was boring, it was dull, it was offensive, it was completely misguided, and I just hope that there's something original here when it comes to reboot because reboots have been around for a while. So hopefully... Hulu sees in this show that that maybe this can not only take that concept and the concept of actors working on a show or a movie and take it to the next level, advance it. Um, hopefully it's not just people standing around and talking. Hopefully there's movement to it. Hopefully there's funny things to it. Though I will say, Keegan-Michael Key was also in the bubble, that Judd Apatow movie. So we'll see. Fingers are crossed for Reboot. January 20, 2022, Laura Marano, Gracie Carr. Laura's been doing a lot. Her music is really taking off. She's doing a tour, putting out more videos, more songs, more content across her social media platforms, and making more movies. Her latest film for Netflix, the rom-com The Royal Treatment, debuted on the streaming service. I watched it. It's really cheesy. It, uh, yeah. Uh, you know... I I am glad for her success in her career. I always have been. I've been thrilled for her success with the Disney Channel show Austin and Alley and The War with Grandpa and many of the other projects she's been a part of. And it was nice to see her with Mina Masood, who played Aladdin in the 2019 Aladdin movie, who got completely overshadowed by uh, Will Smith as the genie. When, back in 2019, when you cast Will Smith in a movie, he was probably going to be the big draw for the movie. So he got completely overshadowed by Will Smith and now got this part in this rom-com, which a lot of people watched. Good for him. I wish the film was a lot better. I wish this film was original and unique and had a legitimate legitimate romance that worked, that didn't feel contrived, that didn't feel forced, or didn't feel goofy over the top and, you know, eye-rolling moments that the royal treatment has. But, uh, there you go. Yeah, and, and speaking of Will Smith, uh, what a what a situation that was with the Academy Awards. And I had met him just two weeks prior 
two weeks prior at the Critics' Choice Awards. I was in L.A. for the Critics' Choice Awards in March, and a couple days before, I could have had the opportunity to see or even meet somebody else from the Back to You world that I have not yet met. I could have had that opportunity, but didn't. NBC has been trying to make a show for a few years now called Hungry, and it is with Demi Lovato. At least it originally was with Demi Lovato. About a support group, her, Valerie Bertinelli, playing her mother, Sean Hayes behind it, Suzanne Martin behind it, of Hot in Cleveland fame. They were together on, on Hot in Cleveland, all three of them. And they, they filmed a pilot for this show uh, as a single cam. And then it got to NBC, and the NBC people apparently didn't love it and didn't want to put it on the air. And when I kept reading those stories, I was like, well, I guess the show is dead. I guess it's not going to move forward. It didn't work out. But NBC giving Hungry another chance. They decided, let's do the pilot again, but we're going to make it a multicam show. And we're going to bring in a real live studio audience. We're not going to do the canned laughter. You know, we're a couple years into this pandemic. Let's actually bring in audience members. So, on Thursday, February 24th, it was announced that James Burroughs would direct the pilot of Hungry. And when I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm a little more interested in this now. And especially interested because I found out that they were going to be taping the pilot of Hungry while I was in Los Angeles for the Critics' Choice Awards a couple weeks later. And I'm thinking, all right, wow, I would love to see the television legend and icon that is James Burroughs direct a comedy pilot. That is a very cool opportunity and something I really wanted to take part in. So... I ordered a couple of, these tickets are free off of these websites. In this case, it was One Iota. So I go to One Iota, and I see they're taping Hungry, secure two tickets for the date. All right, this is going to be great. This is, this is great. Week later, March 3rd, a week before I'm going to get on the plane and go to Los Angeles, it was announced that Demi Lovato was dropping out of the pilot and out of the show for Hungry. After all, after NBC built this show basically around her, she's also an executive producer with the concept and the casting and everything going on, she's dropping out. A week after they announced James Burroughs and a week before they're going to take this pilot. Whoa! Demi Lovato dropping out, it, it shook the entertainment world. Because NBC's been trying to get the show going. You've got Valerie Bertinelli. You've got all these people behind it. Now James Burroughs. And your lead says, I don't want to do it anymore. Now we don't still fully know why Demi Lovato dropped out. They say it was for scheduling reasons. That's a, that's a CYA cover your ass situation. Okay, they, they don't want to give the true reason. Which could have been... That she just wasn't comfortable doing it. That she wasn't ready to do it. She didn't want to mentally do this show. Maybe now that it was going to be a multicam show in front of an audience with different beats and rhythms to it versus uh, another show. But yet she had done that years ago with Sonny with a Chance on the Disney Channel. So there's a lot you could speculate there. But anyway, she, she's out. So now with just a few days to go... NBC and the makers of this show have to scramble to try to find a new lead for Hungry if they want to get the pilot done 
to see if by May NBC will approve the show and then get it on the air maybe as soon as the fall. So uh, Sunday, March 6th, the person was named. I was playing a guessing game all weekend going, all right, what if it's this person? What if it's this person? What if it's this person? And one of the thoughts that crossed my mind was, you know, who's another young, uh, mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s at the max, depending on where they want to go with this character, actress who has television experience, who has maybe comedy series experience, who could do this. And I threw out, one of the ideas I threw out was one of the Modern Family girls. And it ended up being Ariel Winter from Modern Family, not a, a multicam in front of an audience show, but a comedy series for that ran for 11 years. Uh, she was on as Alex, and she was chosen to lead this new hungry pilot. She had worked with Ty Burrell, of course, on Modern Family, and Chris Lloyd and Steve Levitan, and now going to be working with the legendary James Burroughs. So Ariel Winter comes in, and what they decided to do, and I found this out after the fact, was... They, they built two days for this Hungry Pilot. And, and I kind of thought, okay, why are you doing part of it one day, part of it another? They made Friday, March 11, a dress rehearsal in front of an audience, a dress rehearsal, so that Ariel could get used to the audience, get used to the character, the lines, the movement, the rhythm, all of that. They made it a dress rehearsal. And then the following Tuesday, March 15th, the day I left from Los Angeles, they were going to actually tape the pilot. But even so, I, I still was potentially interested in wanting to see this happen. But when you get the information on wanting to attend a, a sitcom pilot, you find out that these shows take hours. And I knew that filming a, a multicam show would take two to three hours at least. But they tell you it's going to be four hours. And they tell you that you can't bring in your cell phone. And they tell you that there won't be a break won't be any kind of food break for a show called Hungry. And I thought, you know, I got other things I want to do in, in L.A. on this day, on this Friday. I don't want to be stuck in a room with my mask on for six hours with a bunch of strangers and, and just be stuck in a box with no outside communication, even at the Beautiful and wonderful, drove by it, went inside some places, Universal Studios, Hollywood, and, and that's where the show was being filmed on, on the Universal uh, lot. Um, yeah, I got other things to do. I met up with Jay, went to some other events, went to some other places during that entire period of time. I would love to, at some point, be able to see James Burroughs in action while he's still directing comedy series because it would be really, really cool. But just was not convenient to take that day, while I'm only in L.A. for a few days with a lot of things I want to do besides going to the Critics' Choice Awards, it would be tough to take out a large chunk of a day to do something like that. But I still went by the complex. I saw the people go in uh, to get escorted from the parking lot of, of Universal as I'm debating last minute, do I want to do this or not, uh, go into to the show. And uh, it ended up being that day, not even the actual pilot. And that's one of the other reasons why I decided not to do it was, yes, it would be cool to see James Burroughs, you know, figure all this out. But it wasn't even the pilot. It was the dress rehearsal. They taped the pilot on Tuesday, March 15th. Valerie Bertinelli was posting a few things across her social media. As of this recording, NBC has not made a decision on what to do with Hungry. That may be out there now. They may have decided to go forward with it or 
cancel it, not move forward with it, or it could end up being on the fall or next winter's schedules. And we'll see if Ariel Winter is still involved with the show. I mean, she was put into this situation so last minute. And does she want to continue with it after all, or will they have to find another actress for the show? And the last major highlight of the past 13 months involving Back to You. This, this is something. I'm searching for Back to You images to promote this episode of the podcast debuting. And I come across an image of a mug. And I'm like, I- I've never seen this mug before. So I click on it. And this person on eBay, out of Hollywood, is selling this official Back to You mug from 2007 from Fox. It says, Back to You, Wednesdays, 8, 7 Central on Fox. And on the other side of it is the WURG9 Pittsburgh logo. I gotta have this. This is an incredible piece of Back to You memorabilia. An official promotional mug from 2007 when it was on at 8 o'clock for the first seven episodes. Not 9.30 for the next two and 8.30 for the last five. I gotta have this. So I was able to get it. Appreciate it very much. It is an awesome piece of Back to You memorabilia. I love it. Thank you, eBay. I am proud to have it. A mug! Of course, TV news and all that. It's all about mugs. Oh, it's it's just, it's perfect. It's fantastic. I'm sure it was promotional mugs that were sent across news stations across the country, maybe to Fox stations. Uh, maybe they were. Maybe there was only a limited number of them, but it is uh, so cool that, that I now own one. So this September, Monday, September 19th, will be the 15th anniversary of the premiere of the pilot episode of Back to You on Fox. Monday, September 19th is exactly one week after this year's primetime Emmys will happen, which is Monday, September 12th on NBC. So we're coming up on the 15th anniversary of Back to You. Isn't that amazing? It's been 15 years almost since the show premiered. Wow. As, as something to think that this show has been a part of my interest and appreciation in, in television sitcoms and comedies and pop culture for two-thirds of my life. It's pretty amazing. Fifteen years. So I don't know yet if I'm going to do a special episode of the podcast for September 19th or if there will at least be some posts and some special events and pictures and videos and things that are going to happen. I've still got a, a, a good amount of time to plan for that. But as this episode of the Back to You podcast has proven, the Back to You world is still alive and well. Over this next year, I'm sure Kelsey will be making more movies. Maybe he'll make that Frasier reboot finally. Patricia Heaton will be involved in her Fox series as long as that's still going. And Steve Levitan's reboot will probably be out for a complete first season and maybe uh, to critical acclaim. And Hungry with James Burroughs, if he decides to latch onto it, if that show keeps going, directing episodes of, of that series. And more references and surprises and elements involving Back to You. The momentum for this show has not slowed down. The fan appreciation for it has only grown. And I hope I still get the opportunity to talk to more stars and makers of Back to You throughout the rest of my life and bring them to you here when I can on this Back to You podcast. 
So look for more content throughout the rest of the year, including as we get to Monday, September 19th for the 15th anniversary of Back to You. If you happen to be listening to this episode of the podcast and have not listened to some of the other ones, what are you waiting for? Go listen to the previous 20 episodes of the Back to You podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcast through the LCJ Q&A podcast. It's a, this is a spinoff of that. LCJ.podbean.com. There's also a page of the Back to You podcast on my website, which is lights-camera-jackson.com. And of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Back to You Pod. We'll always bring you the latest updates on anything and everything back to you. Thank you for listening to episode 21 of the Back to You podcast, our third anniversary special episode. I am Lights Camera Jackson.